Howdy. This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, it is Monday, February 26th, 2024. And I wish you a very, very, very happy Letter to an Elder Day. Today's show is, as always, presented by Big Banter Sports. And let me kick off the show just by saying this. It is funny. It's funny how quickly people can jump back on the bandwagon of Ohio State basketball after they pick up a couple of wins. See, I've been here. I've been here all season long, throughout the offseason last season, throughout the season last season, of course, and I never left this Ohio State basketball team. Some did. Some left, and some got right back into their little basement studios where they got done licking their fingers clean of the cheese puff dust that was left on their fingers after they... They ate some cheese puffs and some Mountain Dew, and they said, Oh, Ohio State beat Michigan State? Maybe I should talk about that. I've been here all along. Remember that, please, because we've already got people coming out of the woodwork saying, Oh, Ohio State beat Michigan State. Let's talk about it. Son, I know you don't know ball. You may pull a fast one on others, but you won't do it with me. Yes, there are some out there who are just now coming on to Ohio State basketball. Couldn't be me. Today's show, we're going to talk about Ohio State upsetting Michigan State and how it happened. But first, I've got two orders of business. Number one, I asked a very simple question on the last episode. Hey, can you help me get to 300 followers on Twitter slash X? And not only did you do it, but you exceeded it. However, I have sad slash bad news. Whether Elon was out banning accounts, whether we, for some reason, got unfollowed, we got over 300, and then we dropped right below 300 again. So, I need to ask you again. Please help me get there. Take a friend, take a sibling, take a spouse, Take an unsuspecting guest at a coffee shop, take their phone, and just follow Views from the Shop podcast on Twitter. Simple ask, please do it. I would appreciate it. And you may be saying, Tim, how could you start the show saying you never left Ohio State basketball when we didn't get a Minnesota preview, sorry, Minnesota review and Michigan State preview episode? Well, let me answer that. When the Big Ten decides to screw over podcasters like myself and say, hey, we're going to give you a couple days rest and you'll enjoy it. And then you'll have a game on Thursday. You'll have to come out with an episode on Friday. And then you'll have to figure out, hmm, should I release that episode on Friday and kill the chances of it being listened to the very next day and maximize exposure to a preview episode or vice versa? I, I was forced to decide, and my decision was Saturday morning, we're going to push these episodes into one. We're going to review Minnesota, and we're going to preview Michigan State. Well, snow happened, plans changed, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to get an episode out. That is wrong of me, and far be it from me to criticize other Ohio State podcasters not pushing out episodes. 
My apologies. I hope it will never happen again, but I won't make a promise to you that I cannot keep. So simply get me to 300 on Twitter, please. Would love that. And sorry for not getting a couple episodes out. We're back and we're back with a vengeance and we've learned. So this upcoming week, of course, we will push together episodes for the the Thursday and Sunday game that Ohio State will again be taking part in. Is that Thursday, by the way? We should check that really quickly, and I will here. So on the schedule, of course, Ohio State has Nebraska coming up. That is a Thursday game, and then it's Sunday against Michigan. That will be Senior Day, and the Views from the Shop podcast will be at that game. Okay, Ohio State upset Sparty in East Lansing. The Buckeyes pick up a win in East Lansing for the first time since 2012 when William Buford sent a dagger through the hearts of all of Spartan Nation. Buckeyes picking up a win in this one. And before we even get into the game, I think we first need to examine how big of an upset is this game. I went back and did the research, so you don't have to. You know, you live a very privileged life if you listen to this podcast because I do a lot of research. I do a lot of work to make you the most informed Ohio State basketball fan on the planet. And all you have to do is listen for about an hour a week or so. So you're welcome for that. I I took the liberty. I put it on myself to see, hey, what have been the biggest upsets in the Big Ten this season? And I had a couple that I jotted down off the top of my head. But I went through the schedule every single game so far this year in the Big Ten. And that's Big Ten basketball. I'm not talking Wisconsin, which was a huge upset at the time, beating Marquette. I'm talking two Big Ten teams playing one another. And there's a couple here on the list. Well, number one, we started Big Ten play with Northwestern knocking off Purdue. Now, Northwestern beat Purdue. First Big Ten game of the season, I believe it was, for both of those two teams. Northwestern won that game at home, and Purdue was only favored by six. So that was the first one that came to mind, thinking chronologically, at least. Was that a huge upset? It was an upset. It wasn't huge, especially given how good Northwestern is to this point. Then you think of, hmm, maybe a team like Penn State being down by 18 points in the second half and somehow winning a game. Of course, that was against Ohio State. That was a huge comeback win for Penn State, but Ohio State was only favored by six. And again, this one took place at home for Penn State. Nebraska upset Purdue 88-72 as eight-point underdogs. But we know Nebraska at home is basically the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. So we'll move on. Maryland did upset Illinois as a 10-point underdog. And Maryland did this on the road. Illinois ranked 10th at the time. So keep that in the back of your mind. A 10-point upset away. Illinois ranked 10th. Michigan upset Wisconsin at home as 8-point underdogs. Still not as big of an upset as what we saw with Ohio State. Ohio State, remember when they upset number 2 Purdue? I do. I was there. I stormed the court. How dare I do that? As a, as a journalist and podcaster with the most integrity that you will find. How dare I do that? Ohio State upset number two Purdue as eight-point underdogs at home. Penn State just took the life out of Illinois at home in a high school gymnasium, essentially. And then you get to this game where Ohio State as 10-point underdogs without their best shooter, the Buckeyes... When they haven't won an away game in over in nearly, nearly 14 months, they pick up the win in this one. So what's the bigger upset? What say you? 
Is it Maryland knocking off Illinois as 10-point underdogs on the road? Illinois ranked number 10 in the nation at the time. Or is it Ohio State as 10-point underdogs going on the road, winning a game, a road game that they haven't won in nearly 14 months? Well, this is an Ohio State basketball podcast after all. So yeah, the Buckeyes just picked up the biggest upset of the year. If you're looking at Vegas numbers, that would apply as at least a tie. You're looking at the injury factor with Ohio State. They no longer have their head coach. And could you argue Ohio State's upset win over Purdue is bigger? Sure. But for the sake of this segment, of this episode, of this show, yeah. Ohio State just picked up the biggest upset win in Big Ten play this season. By the way... This three-point win for Ohio State, after giving up 57 points on Sunday, Ohio State has now allowed 57.5 points per game over the last two against Michigan State. 57 on Sunday, 58 in the Big Ten tournament game that Ohio State won in March. And Ohio State, mind you, led for 0.2 seconds of this game. Sometimes that's all you need. So, for the rest of this episode... Now that we've covered that this was the biggest upset win of the season in the Big Ten, we are going to cover how Ohio State won the game and tournament chances for Ohio State. Do the Buckeyes have a pulse at this point in the season? Is it possible for Ohio State to make it to the NCAA tournament as an at-large bid? We will talk about that. But first, we need to talk about how Ohio State won it. Now, I want to talk about the bad first. There wasn't a lot of, mm, there was a fair amount of bad in this game, but obviously the good outweighs the bad so much in this one, but I'm going to spin this for you. Ohio State had a few portions of this game where they didn't play well and they had some blunders, but they overcame it. So we'll talk about the bad, but it ends up being good because the Buckeyes overcame it. Ohio State to close the first half. You've got an opportunity for a two-for-one, and Ohio State did not take it. Ohio State, quite frankly, has not cared about taking advantage of two-for-ones all season, for what it's worth. Against Maryland in that double overtime game, they had multiple opportunities. Said, ah, screw it. Jake Diebler, new head coach, interim head coach, he said, screw it, too. You've got Bowen Hardman, the best three-point shooter, probably on the floor, in the arena, in this one. And for an Ohio State team that doesn't have Jamison Battle, you win this game without Jamison Battle, by the way, which is huge, but you don't have Jamison Battle. Your ability to space the floor is even smaller. You have probably the worst spacing floor team in the Big Ten is Ohio State without Jamison Battle. And you've got Bowen Hardman. Why not, when you've got an opportunity for a two-for-one, you, you, you come out of a break, knowing that you've got an opportunity for a two-for-one, give me an off-ball screen to Bowen Hardman, who uses screens very well, and get him a shot up. It's not analytics either. By the way, it's just math. If you have the opportunity to take two shots before the end of a half, and you guarantee your opponent to only shoot once, guess what? You're going to have a better chance of winning and closing out a half strong. So that's a blunder. Another one, Ohio State in the second half, they cut the lead to six. Bruce Thornton had an awful turnover, throwing the ball into traffic. Then he misses a shot on the next possession. And when Ohio State had a chance to get this game to three with a six-point deficit, you look up, all of a sudden it's a 10-point deficit. And then immediately after that, out of a timeout, Roddy Gale, 
does his best Bruce Thornton impression, apparently, and he turns it over, throwing another unwise pass. So you had blunders in this game. You had multiple 12-point disadvantages, did Ohio State, yet they win this game. How else did they do it? Well, let's talk about the shot that Dale Bonner hit. Uh, The fact that we are 12 minutes into this show and I'm just now naming Dale Bonner is podcast malpractice and you can crucify me how you may. Absolute apologies to the Dale Bonner and to his friends and family who may be listening to this show. First of all, this shot, this game, Dale Bonner, Dale freaking Bonner, who has been himself, has been much, much, much complained about this season for Ohio State. Not giving what Buckeye fans thought they would get out of him. Um, This is why you don't give up on your team. This is why you don't give up on players. This is why you don't stop watching your team because these wins feel oh so good. And Dale Bonner giving Ohio State the biggest jolt that it has had in any one second span this entire season. Bigger than when Ohio State beat Purdue because that game was pretty much wrapped up when Jamison Battle hit that second free throw. This one, you're tied up. You need a shot. Ohio State gets a bucket. The possession before, they go down, commit a foul. The game is tied up because Tyson Walker goes one for two at the free throw line. You need a shot. Jake Diebler draws up a play. You're ready to go. Tom Izzo counters. And it means, well, you got to get a shot up from someone. Dale Bonner was the guy getting the shot. It was awkward. And guess what? Me, personally, when that ball is in the air and Dale Bonner is shooting off balance, I'm saying, oh, no, Dale. Oh, no. And then, oh, yeah. I I personally went nuts in the comfort of my own living room, and I hope you did too. And again, this shot from Dale Bonner, this is why college basketball is different from every sport, and it's why we love it. Because there are not many sports in which you can lose several games over the course of a year and still be... in it and mind you still have something to play for and every game means something in the NFL and college football it's not that way at a certain point you lose too many games and you win a game like this on the last second and it doesn't matter same thing with the MLB you can lose a bunch of games but not every game means something and in college basketball every game means something because you're playing if for nothing else You are playing for the pride, for the jersey, for the logo, for the program, and you're playing for seeding in your guaranteed postseason berth, which is your conference tournament. That game means something for Ohio State. It's why it's different from every other sport out there, and it can be argued that this is why college basketball is the superior sport in all of the United States. And possibly the entire universe. And by the way, that shot by Dale Bonner only made possible because Felix Akpara found Devin Royal for a layup with 20 seconds left to go in this game, giving Ohio State, again, keeping them in the game, giving Ohio State a chance. That needs to be said. Obviously, Roddy Gale makes his free throws down the stretch as well. But 
when Felix Akpara found Devin Royal for that layup, that was absolutely huge for Ohio State. How else did Ohio State win this game? Well, they turned it on defensively. With about five minutes left in the first half, I texted a friend straight up and said, this team probably will not score more than 50 points in this game. They may hit 50, but I'm not confident that they can go over 50 points in this game. Spoiler alert, narrator, record scratch. They did, but it was defense that won this game. And Jake Diebler threw a bunch of rotations out there for Ohio State. We saw a bunch of different lineups. The best one defensively for Ohio State saw Bruce Thornton at the 1-2, whatever. Dale Bonner at the 1-2. And then you've got Evan Mahaffey, Devin Royal, and Felix Akpara in there at the 3, 4, and 5. Devin Royal had multiple clutch plays down the stretch for Ohio State. Two steals overall. Dale Bonner had a steal. Felix Akpara had a steal and a block. Dominated Monty Sissoko. Dominated in the glass in this one. Roddy Gale picked up two steals. Michigan State went four minutes without a bucket as we drew to the final minute of the game. Didn't make a field goal for the final 96 seconds of this game. From the 540-ish mark to the 136, I believe, mark in the second half, Michigan State did not make a field goal. That is a statement from an Ohio State team that has been terrible defensively for the past two seasons. Defensive metrics, whether you go advanced or just your standard stats, They've been really bad for an Ohio State team that back in the Thad Mata era went multiple seasons in a row allowing less than 60 points per game. And now they're averaging well over 70. Now after this game, they might be below 70 at this point. And Ohio State defensively, they got after it on the glass. Plus six rebounding. Roddy Gale had eight in this one. Zed Key had seven off the bench. And I'm not one to question Tom Izzo that feels very, very wrong. And an Ohio State basketball insider, you could probably say, questioning one of the greatest coaches of his era in Tom Izzo. Not going to do that. But by Xavier Booker being left on the bench for much of the second half, that allowed Ohio State to roll out there with Evan Mahaffey, with Devin Royal, and with Felix Akpara, or whatever combination of three front court players you would like to go with because Xavier Booker he can stretch the floor he can allow Michigan State to space the floor a little bit better without him in there Ohio State can continue to bruise and to batter in the paint and that's what they did in this one and Dale Bonner is obviously the hero of this game but I would be remiss not to mention Devin Royal he's another reason why Ohio State won this game I have been quietly gushing over him all season I have been speaking highly of Devin Royal. Sure, he's had some ups and downs. And sure, after he picks up a bucket, he'll go down on the other end and he'll foul. He has ups and downs in 30-second spans of basketball games. But in a game without Jamison Battle, you need scoring from someone. He added 14 points in this one, 6 of 8 from the field, hit multiple contested shots. I thought Bowen Hardman was going to get more run in this game. He was going to get the chance to fill in for that Jamison Battle role and hit some threes. It was Devin Royal who had an incredible game for Ohio State and helped lead this team to victory. Now, what does this win mean for Ohio State basketball? Well, number one, it's in another, it's just an amazing memory at this point to a season that has been so tough. Ohio State's past three wins have been so fun. Group that together with the win at the shot in double overtime 
over Maryland, and then add that to the Purdue court storming, and you've got three incredibly entertaining wins that Ohio State has put together over the past couple of weeks. Of course, the Maryland win was with Chris Holtman. Jake Diebler's picked up two of these wins. But those wins alone, again, college basketball is special. Every game means something. And these three wins mean a lot for Ohio State. Not just for the memories, but also it gives you hope as a fan. Sure, those who are out scooping coffee grounds from their trash can into their mouth with a used toilet seat because... That is what the the casual Ohio State basketball fans will do. They'll go out there and they'll sit down crisscross applesauce style and, and they'll play around in their heap of burning garbage and then they'll look up and they'll say, oh my goodness, Ohio State just beat Michigan State at Michigan State with a buzzer beater? Dale Bonner, uh, I thought this guy sucked. All I've seen on Twitter all year is that he's bad. Okay, come back to consciousness. It's time to be intelligent again. Yeah, This team hasn't been good. This program isn't in the best shape. But as a fan base, you can have hope. But for those who are true Ohio State basketball sickos, you really can have hope because you know this team. And you're not just going to box score watch and say, oh, Ohio State beat Michigan State. Oh, they Purdue. Oh, they picked up a win over Maryland. Hmm. I guess when they take on Nebraska, I should probably watch that game and potentially go as well. I don't know if they'll get tickets $29. That was first section, by the way. When I look at that, I'm unfortunately not able to make it, but you can get into 100 level section, whatever seats for 29 bucks. That's a deal. Would recommend if you got some extra dollar bills lying around. So this gives the fan base hope, but it also gives the players more reason to believe. Morale is real. Morale is a real thing. And this team's morale was took a gut punch when Chris Holtman was fired because as much as you want to talk about Chris Holtman not being a good coach he was still a player's coach and he had that locker room that hurts for that team to not be able to say goodbye to your head coach that hurts a lot but now you're starting to stack together some wins you're starting to stack together wins that a month ago you never would have been able to imagine picking up for Ohio State basketball this team these players They have more reason to believe, and that means something. Picking up these emotional wins where you can look your brothers in the eyes and say, hey, if we could get through Purdue, if we could get through Maryland in double overtime, if we could get through Michigan State at Michigan State on a Sunday afternoon when the entire world is watching us because we are the Ohio State University, well, we can beat Nebraska at home. So this win is... It means a lot for Ohio State. And of course, that is a natural segue into what does this win mean for Ohio State's NCAA tournament chances? Well, number one, we have to address, are there any chances at this point? Is there a pulse? And I would say, yes, there is a pulse, although it is faint. And I had the chance to get together, may have them on the show at some point, but had the chance to get together with an NCAA tournament bracketologist uh, expert at Big Underdog Blog. You can find him on Twitter. He's got over a thousand followers. He updates bracketology fairly regularly, and he knows this stuff inside and out. So speaking with him, I got a couple thoughts. 
but here's what we're looking at right now for Ohio State number one you are looking at the potential of an 11 seed and a game in Dayton which would be huge for Ohio State for obvious reasons to play an NCAA tournament game in Dayton Ohio this is what is now becoming potentially possible for Ohio State there is work to be done but this is now a very real possibility for Ohio State because what they have been lacking is quad one and quad two wins they've just picked up another one in this one and now Ohio State has three games left on the schedule they've got Nebraska at home on Thursday they've got Michigan at home for senior day and then they've got to go to Rutgers to close out the regular season if you win all three of those games you will pick up two more quad one slash quad two wins now over the past several seasons 11 seeds in the NCAA tournament they are averaging eight quad one and quad two wins combined eight right now Ohio State is at four so that Michigan game at home that will be a quad three win if Ohio State gets it the other two regular season games will be quad one slash quad two wins that will get them to six if you pick up two more wins in the Big Ten tournament you have got yourself at eight which is exactly where you need to be to at least be on par with 11 seeds over the past few years in the NCAA tournament you've also at this point built some marquee wins with victories over Purdue victories over Alabama and now a road win over Michigan State so that is what gives you hope that this could be a really real opportunity for Ohio State here's what I will say if Ohio State beats Nebraska at home but loses to Michigan on senior day you're probably going to need to pick up several more wins in the Big Ten tournament to gain an at-large berth and even at that point if you make it to the Big Ten tournament championship it's going to be tough because those quad three losses especially a quad three loss at home hurts you big time what also hurts you big time is losing an 18 point lead against Indiana at home that hurts big time for Ohio State's resume as does that blown lead loss to Penn State on the road that hurts Ohio State what else hurts Ohio State got to be realistic here apologize that it's not all roses and sunshine and cotton candy but that non-conference strength of schedule is well outside the top 200 that hurts Ohio State because a selection committee normally needs you to be at least top 200 out of conference strength of schedule Ohio State's not going to be near there but if you're averaging eight quad one and quad two wins per season as an 11 seed over the past several years averaging means that you could be below that you can have less than eight you can have seven you can have six if Ohio State has eight they're above where some teams have made it of course what's going to hurt them is that non-conference strength of schedule and some of the losses that they picked up but the committee does take into account how well you are playing down the stretch and if you are hot Ohio State winning the final three in the regular season picking up two wins you're you're closing the season winning seven of eight the committee will like that so there is a pulse but what this comes down to is number one you've got to win out and 
Ohio State absolutely cannot afford to lose to Michigan. At home, quad three game, Buckeyes can't afford it. If there's a loss there, you've got to hope Ohio State can run through the Big Ten tournament and clinch automatically without needing an at-large bid. So that's where things will stand with Ohio State basketball. Here's what I can tell you. The Buckeyes are in must-win mode. That is now real. It is must win as must win gets not being in the regular, sorry, not being in the postseason. And you know me, you don't hear me saying must win often. I don't throw around that phrase because I think it's more than overused. However, this is one of the very, very, very few times you will hear me say Ohio State is in must win territory. And that means if you can just, I don't know, not order some Starbucks and some pizza this week or if you can decide to stay away from losing 30 bucks on gambling just this once this week, then you can go support Ohio State when it takes on Nebraska. Senior day, I will be there for that game. There's tickets available. If you don't want to spend up to be in the the 100 level, you can get 200 or 300 level and walk in for a couple of bucks, 100%. Would highly recommend you do that. This team will need all the support it can get. And guess what? We are now at the point where every game means something for Ohio State. It is exciting again for Ohio State basketball, and they've got a chance to go to the NCAA tournament at this point. There's a pulse. It's faint, but there is a pulse, and the Buckeyes have three more than winnable games. There's no reason why Ohio State down the stretch cannot beat Nebraska, cannot beat Michigan, both of those games being at home, and cannot beat Rutgers. They just beat Purdue at home. They just beat Michigan State. They've shown they can be resilient with their win over Maryland. The Minnesota game was yucky. It was bad. But the Buckeyes have a chance. You want to make sure that you're here with the Views from the Shot podcast so that you will be covered for every game preview review from here throughout the rest of the season. So if you've made it 30 minutes into the show, highly recommend that you subscribe because the more subscriptions we get, the better our numbers will be. And the better our numbers will be, easier it will be for me to get access to high profile people during the offseason for our summer guest lineup which will be exciting and of course it's free so you should do that as well what a win for the ohio state university buckeyes men's basketball team it has been a whirlwind covering this team it's not over yet this team has life and that is exciting appreciate you listening today i truly do appreciate it if you're through this portion of the show no i truly do appreciate you help us get to 300 followers on twitter please and i will shut up before you shut me off go bucks